you know my first thing that I want to do is say, thank you for being a friend. This is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work to money to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Welcome to Queen Speaking. I'm Brianna. And I'm Sid. Hey, Sid. How are you doing today? I am so good. How are you? Welcome back to the Queen Speaking land. We're what, ready. What is, what's happening in your life lately? So if you listen to our last uh, episode, we talk a lot about meditation and mindfulness and things like that. So taking from that, knowing that I don't do a lot of it, one of my goals for the last week was to actively like embed it into my life and figure out how I could more intentionally do something that was working for me in the sense of mindfulness. So for the last week, I have added my active meditation in the form of um, stretching after my morning workouts. So because I think I talked about that my time is super segmented um, in the morning, I had to actively get up just a, a Pooch earlier. <laughs> and then I, I, after I finished my workout, I came back up to my apartment because um, I realized that if there were people in the gym that I knew, then I would not obviously be like focusing on my breathing. I'd be chatting about our day. So I went back upstairs, the lights were low, and I and I stretched through probably like a 10-minute period, but I was focused on my breathing while I was stretching. So I was kind of killing two birds with one stone. Um, and like you had talked about, like being laid, laying down was kind of your best like position for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, throughout all of my stretching, I was really focused on my breathing, but also making sure I was getting like my stretch out of it because it's something that like I really need to add back into my workout schedule. So it went well I didn't do it every single day but I did it a majority of the times that I was um that I was going to the gym those days so so it felt good I felt like I was on top of it I feel like that's exactly where you want to be is like just starting somewhere and Mm -hmm. getting in the practice of it um because I have been doing a good job of practicing I've actually fallen off the app track where like I was doing active like every week doing going through a process of here's like a seven day track that you can follow and because I was just so crazy busy with stuff I was like this isn't working for me so how do I shift it into a way that will work for me this week um because I I personally fell off the track because I didn't like one of the tracks that like the series that I listened to and I was like angry about it which is the conflict of what meditation is trying to get you. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to take a pause from this and just try and do it in my day to day. And so it actually helped me like a combination of meditation and slowing down and like some time management tips. And I was super overwhelmed with a couple things this week. And instead of like spiraling and being stressed out, I was like, okay, what are the three most important things that I have to do this week uh, or each day? And then going from there and saying, 
let me take breaks, make sure that I have a moment for myself. Or if that moment I kind of like ended up falling into this active meditation where I was like, okay, I have 10 minutes to whip together a smoothie. So like no distractions, just do this one thing and focus on this one activity that I was doing. And it helped me like get stuff done. That's really good because even though you were doing something, you were very present, which we talked about being a huge part of this whole mindfulness thing is just being literally right in the moment, not thinking about all the stuff you have to do after Mm -hmm. or all what you've accomplished or anything like that or what you have yet to do. But really just looking at the smoothie, adding all the ingredients, Mm -hmm. doing everything that you need to do just to get that thing done and then moving on to the next thing. Exactly. That's great. And I think for from a fitness perspective, I love that you're taking the time during your stretching to zone out and focus on this is quiet time for me. This is me me time to focus on my breathing. I found that knowing that I hadn't been actively using the app to track my meditations, I was paying a little bit more attention to like don't get distracted in yoga class because I mm-hmm. try to go at least two times a week to this one studio. Um, and so it's part of my like my Wednesday and Friday every every week. And so I was like, okay, I'm not doing these the tracking of it, but I'm here and I'm focused on exactly what I'm doing in this moment. Yeah. And I feel like to your point about the app, like for me, I think that would get almost neurotic because once mm-hmm. I get in a groove, like I can't break from the groove. And so knowing that you could kind of detach yourself from the app, but still find a way to do what the app was doing for you is awesome. And that was a thing that I had to acknowledge. Yeah. That was hard for me to acknowledge for myself. And it was like, no, what you're doing is actually better because you're taking what you've learned and implementing it into your real life. (laughs) Who does that? That's totally impossible to do, right? What? (laughs) We're taking our own advice, guys. That's great. Yeah. So you take our advice, too. Um, The other thing quickly going back to what we talked about around finance and budgeting and things like that is I just want to say that I got an email. We talked about those promo emails that really take me down very, very quickly. I got a promo email from a place that I get like a lot of just easy, simple work stuff. And um, they had a promo email for $50 work pants. And I was like, no way. And usually I go right through and delete everything and move on. But when you see $50 work pants, when they're usually like 80 to 100 bucks, I'm like, I got to know what these are. There was a woman who was like a real woman who was like had a booty and she was rocking these pants and I was like these look like great pants and they have a great track record I've bought from them before and I was like okay what's the deal here like is it really 50 bucks and they had a ton of colors so I could get outside of my like all black everyday (laughs) mentality and so I had a moment where I was like I'm just gonna click all the way through they have all my credit card information I can just make this super easy but instead I took a minute I assessed my situation with my closet and I texted Chell my accountant, and she was like okay it's $50 just recognize like what that's gonna do it's totally fine they're work pants like go for it so in the span of probably like 15 minutes I went from I'm about to like just click it within five seconds and I assessed and I went through is this not a need but is this like something that's going to enhance and not detract Chelsea okayed it because she is my accountability partner when it comes to my finances and I went through and that is exactly why accountability partners rock Mm -hmm. because not only was she thankfully available within that 15 minute period because if she wasn't I 
I don't know what I would have done. I might have bought three pairs like I really wanted. <laughs> and it was great. And I just, I cannot advocate enough for the accountability partner in, in any part of your life. But for me, it needs to be finance right now. So that was awesome. That was awesome. I'm so proud of you. I feel like Thanks. holding back from an impulse purchase is really important. I almost did that with something that would have cost me like $300. That's different. And I gave myself, I was like, first of all, I should sleep on this. Second of all, outline the need. Mm -hmm. And third of all, assess the dollars and make sure that once paid, because I was like, oh, it's paycheck week. (laughs) (laughs) The most dangerous week. (laughs) You're like, I have all this money. And then it's like, oh, that's all going straight toward rent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's already earmarked for everything else. So to be in that space where you pause and think about, okay, I want these. Do I really want these? Let me talk to someone who knows where I'm at dollar wise. And that's why the accountability person is your jam. It's my jam. I need it for pretty much every part of my life. And yeah. so thank you to all those people who are my accountability partners. <laughs> Here's to you guys. <laughs> You're the best. All right, Sid. It's time for us to dive into something that is inspiring us this week. Okay. So I'm really excited about this this week because the Olympics, the Winter Olympics started, <laughs> and I am just like all about all of the competition and all of the fantasticness that comes with the Olympics. But... My favorite part of the Rio Olympics was hands down Leslie Jones from SNL. If you don't know her, look her up and then look at her Olympic coverage. Because the reason she's now covering the Olympics that are happening in South Korea is because she is like the most like she's fantastically optimistic about everybody winning and she is just the biggest cheerleader for the USA team Um, and I just love everything that she does so right now in addition to the Olympics starting like getting me through the week and just making me excited for the whole rest of what is it 18 days for the Olympics is looking forward to Leslie Jones's coverage of the Olympics (laughs) so I'm super excited she's just freaking awesome go US of A we're ready Let's win this. Yeah. Bring the medals. (laughs) (laughs) Bring them all home. What about you, Brown? I feel like I've been very much ingrained in balancing uh, my life and schedule because that's one of my greatest joys is to to feel harmony in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And so one of the things I've been reading a lot about is um, just the act of having a side hustle. And I read this amazing uh, article with like true actionable tips and one of the best ones that I've seen um, so far from the internet land on um, what you can do to be a productive uh, work employee from like a traditional sense and then how you can work on your side project or organization or whatever it is that you're doing on the side um, and actually following through on it so that you can do something effective. And what I loved is that she, the person who wrote the article actually provided like real things that sometimes you might not necessarily think about of like, okay, maybe talk to your HR department and get approval first and foremost, like having that right there, tip number one, and then um, how you can use social media to grow and the opportunities that you can fit yourself into in a little bit of a different um, way than you normally would as an individual and kind of thinking about, okay, thinking about it from the context of my company perspective, who do I need to reach now and how do I grow that in a way that will have like exponential 
possibilities. And she referenced J-Lo, actually. In Go J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how you might be thinking about having to send like cold pitch emails to different organizations or um, if you're doing more writing, what you can do to actually get out there and connect with more people and learn and grow. Because that's the point. A lot of times people are starting something on the side as a way to hone in on a passion project or something that they really care about. But it's something new and totally different. So you're going to have to to work a little harder or learn something outside your normal knowledge of what you've been doing on a day-to-day. And I really liked that she had some tips on, like, you know, resources like Levo League and places that you can find more information. So we'll link to that in show notes. That's great. Kick it off. Yeah, I you give me a, like, action-oriented how-to every day because it's so helpful. And I, I really like, obviously, reading a ton of articles, but when you're looking for an answer to a question to have something that really lays out a step-by-step is, is just really helpful. So that's a great resource. Yeah. I love it when there are actual tips. Yeah. yeah. Not like, here's an idea. It's like, like, I know that. Give me the concrete. <laughs> I'm ready. And that's what we're doing for you guys. You queens. Yes. All right. It's time to dive in. Give it to me straight, Sid. So today we are talking about something that I think a lot of people um, experience and need maybe just some assistance in in getting under their belt and, and just a lot of options, I guess. So today we're talking about adult relationships specifically around um, female friendships or friendships of any kind, um, because that can be really challenging to find to find friends, which, which, you know, you're growing up and you kind of just link up with people who you identify with or who get you, but it gets harder and harder as you get older because like the opportunities to meet people change and they change really quickly. And um, so today we just want to talk about those female friendships, how to find them different ways if you're not like the most extroverted person, different ways to meet people right where you are with your comfort level. Yeah. And I think being an adult is hard because a lot of times you're moving to a brand new city right out of college or um, you're coming home and none of the people that you used to connect with are there anymore. And so how do you start from scratch? Like, where do you even begin? Yeah. And um I read an interesting article from New York Times that said that research shows that bonds from friendship are actually essential for maintaining, like, positive emotional and physical health. Mm-hmm. So to feel like loneliness is a, is a legitimate concern for people, and it's something that we want to help you guys kind of break through this challenge and find ways to you know, get a couple close friends that you can confide in and find support for. Yeah. And I think it's also like it's 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 good to say also with the friendships that can be your family members too. like if your closest people is your family. I think that's amazing and awesome. And um, I know a lot of people that that is their situation. But if there's ways that you're trying to like kind of expand upon that network of people and find people that are maybe outside that realm, we've got some great great tips for you and um, some great articles that we were able to find that support all of that yes awesome are we ready to speak at queens let's do it how do you find a friend (laughs) (laughs) you know my first thing that i want to do is say thank you for being a friend (laughs) 
And maybe we'll do some overlay with that song on the way out for this one because it's just so relevant today. And I'm so excited that you all could hear my singing voice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the rest of the words, but you know if I did, I'd be singing the whole thing. So I think it starts out right here now with sharing that Sydney and I are friends. Surprise! (laughs) Shock. (laughs) But there was a time where we didn't know each other, and I also didn't really have friends after moving back to Rochester (laughs) after college because everybody had left, and I was like, oh, gosh, this is a new world for me. Mm -hmm. Where where do you start? And so some of the things that we're going to dive into a little bit more deeply is how it happened for the two of us really came out of meeting through a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And that's an awesome opportunity to meet new people. It is. And I should say that that friend that we met through was like a lot of the things that we're going to share are basically about not giving up on someone or not like giving up yourself on putting yourself out there and trying and trying and trying because it does take a lot of work as as if you're in you know a relationship with your partner it takes work and that is the same for friendship so I the the person that connected us did not give up on me like I was in the same situation I was coming back from college I didn't really know too many people that were still in town or people that I was still super connected to and she was someone that I worked with and she um, was just amazing about being like we're going out for drinks like you have no choice here and I'm like but I'm on my couch and she's like no so she was super instrumental and like even before Brianna and I met she was really good at like getting me out and doing new things and introducing me to the people that she surrounded herself with so that that like definitely deserves to be said because there was definitely a chain reaction there yes um so as it relates to that specific theme, um, my advice in that sense is sometimes you're going to have to hang out with people that you don't necessarily like feel 100% connected with. But the fact that someone's like, hey, come do this or hey, and then you end up building an awesome like this person that we're referencing is a wonderful human being. And we've ended up finding so many wonderful opportunities to spend time with each other and grew our own friendships in our own ways. And so sometimes it's putting yourself in a scenario where you're like, I don't know, is this person my person? Mm -hmm. But then what ends up happening is that you meet other people through that individual or you actually give yourself time to navigate that relationship and open yourself up to like, oh, this is actually really fun and I don't have to be stubborn about my own thoughts about or expectations about what this relationship is because you don't know until you go out there and try. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm I'm excited to get into some like hard evidence here. So we this for this episode, we actually did, um, as we do for all our episodes, took a lot of time to search some of our favorite resources and some that we don't maybe reference so often. Um, But honestly, a lot of what I looked at for for this episode was from one of my favorite blogs. It's called Man Repeller. Um, If you don't know it, find it. That group is just fantastic. So a lot of what I have to share today, as far as like hard ways to like get in there and hard tips to like really take on and again, just like with anything, really do the work on um, come from Man Repeller. I know Brianna's got a couple from different places too. Yeah. And when it comes to the starting out point, a lot of because the difference in being an adult is like 
okay, I have a job now. What, who am I working with? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I connect with any of these people? So a lot of times the ways that you're going to meet people is through networking opportunities. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? And how are you going? What what where, where are you starting? <laughs> and who are you inviting? And is it are there work people? Because um, where you want to start is putting yourself maybe recognizing your interests, things that you might want to basically push yourself outside your comfort zone a little bit. And um, I feel like some of the things that you reference, I'd love to kind of dive into some of those examples that you brought up, Sid. Yeah. So for one of them from Man Repeller is it's an article called A Case for Trying Really Hard to Make Friends as an Adult. So I was like, wow, that seems super relevant to today's topic by nature of the name. Um, and what she talks about is her, the author, she talks about the ways that she kind of pulled back from all of those opportunities in the past and how she was like, if if it's going to happen, it's just going to happen. Like, if it's meant to be, it'll be. And and I think that way of thinking is really lovely for fairy tales, but we don't live in a fairy tale. So um, what she basically gets to at the end of the article is talking about how you have to have intentionality with every single thing that you do. And I think what we can kind of speak to around that is putting in the work that it takes, but also making sure that what you're doing is working for you, but to not get discouraged. I mean, it's like, again, with anything that you're doing to to look in the right places, to take the necessary time and to push outside your comfort zone, even, um, even when it is maybe not the best night or it's a, a, a new environment or it's totally new people um, to kind of just like get the gumption behind you to take that step and do everything that you're doing with intentionality and a goal um, at the end of of the conversation. Yeah, I think that's really valid and important to remember is that I think one of the things I always fall back on is remembering that I had to cancel plans with other people because I was like making friends is a priority for me in my life. So I'm sorry, mom, I have to cancel lunch with you. Or I'm sorry, boyfriend, I can't do dinner. Because if you set your expectations of this is something that I need to make happen in my life, you need to follow through on it. Yeah. And I and I just, yeah, for that reason, I just love that article. Because it's that moment where somebody comes to grips with the fact that they need to do the work. You're, you're not putting the blame on anybody else out there in the world. You are taking responsibility for what you want from your life. And I, I agree with that, that um, New York Times article that you referenced about that, you know, loneliness is a real thing. And but you can't just sit with that. You have to be ready to go out and, and do it and take responsibility for it. And the New York Times article that she's mentioning is, again, show notes. Take a look at it. It'll be there. Um, how to maintain friendships. And the I think it's actually relevant on all levels of building that relationship with someone. And the context of actually making time for people is the most important no matter what level of a relationship you have with an individual. Because if you're starting out, there may be a situation where you're going to have to step up and be the one to constantly follow through on plans. Mm -hmm. Because if it's a scenario where someone already has their own group of friends, you have to be like, I'm worthy. 
I'm stepping up. I know we're going to be great friends. Did it with Sid. I creepily got her phone number and was like, hi, we should grab coffee sometime. And I was like, no. But I said yes. (laughs) And here we are today. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But sometimes you have to do more reaching out than feels comfortable. And that's why we keep reiterating this point of it's going to feel weird. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And you need to follow through on those expectations and what's important too. Like if you're on the receiving end of this, if someone's reaching out to you and they're like, hey, I'd really love to meet up for X, Y, and Z. That's also an opportunity for you to be the one to follow through and say, yes, let's do this. Let's make it happen. And if you don't do that, then the bummer on that side of things is that the person ends up feeling rejected. Yeah. And then that, like, puts a damper on the relationship, I think, in in the long term. Absolutely, because you kind of have that mentality going into it, like, does this person really want to get together? So, yeah, the responsibility needs to start somewhere, but it can definitely be held by more than one person. So what are some... What are some tools, like some hard and fast tools that that you can use to go out and actually find these people? So it's all great to think about like the intentionality and like what you want to do and, and that you're now ready to do it. You've built yourself up, but like, okay, so where the heck do you actually go? Mm-hmm. Um, so we were able to find a couple different um, opportunities that people could use depending on your comfort level and all of those kinds of things to go out and actually find who your next bestie is going to be. Like, who the heck is that person? And where do they live? And how do we find them? So um, I don't know if anybody has heard of Bumble, which, you know, the widespread knowledge of Bumble for some people is it's a dating app. But Bumble has kind of recreated themselves and expanded to become not just um, dating, but also Bumble BFF and Bumble Biz. And I will start by saying I couldn't really find a whole lot about how people are using these apps. So I was like, that's a great resource, but is it really working? Mm -hmm. Um, Bumble Biz is fairly new and it's around networking. So it's for people that are really looking to connect business-wise and grow their professional network. Um, Bumble BFF is to literally do what it says and to find a new best friend. So if anybody out there is using either of those, then we would love to hear from you because I think the idea is great, but I really wasn't able to find too much like supporting evidence of of how they're working. Yeah. So and I, that might be also an active task for us to download the app and see what we can find. See if we can find new best do, friends. Do we have friends? <laughs> JK. Yeah. JK LOL. But we do want to hear from you. If you are using them, I actually, you know, a lot of the coverage I hear about Bumble Biz is actually happening in the UK. So if mm. if this podcast is making it to the UK and you're using Bumble Biz, so like let us know. Tell us what you think, you if it's hear. working, all the all of the above. So to answer your question also on another level, um, to take it to the real life Um, One of the things that I would recommend people doing is putting yourself in uncomfortable situations by yourself. Um, So first exploring things, again, because you're an adult, you have a job, you're out there living in the world, and whether that's a new city or your hometown, you have an opportunity to explore your own interests, and you may now have the budget to do so. And I feel like this is a perfect opportunity for you to pursue your own passions. So 
whether that's taking a pottery class or going to that one museum exhibit you've said you've wanted to go to but can't find a friend to go to, do it by yourself. It's going to feel so weird (laughs) and uncomfortable, but that's okay. It is okay. It's fine. And I can vouch and say that I've definitely been in that situation before, but I always have found that going to something by yourself while the first moment of doing it is weird or walking in, the minute you're actively doing something, again, like thinking about it in the context of something hands-on or physical or whatever, then you're doing and you can kind of relate to the people who are also doing alongside you. And that's where you'll also meet like-minded friends, like people. And if that doesn't necessarily happen, you're not meeting people, you're at least spending time doing things that you enjoy and things that you care about. Exactly. So it's like a byproduct of the, like, I'm going out to meet people, but like, oh, hey, I'm actually getting to do something that I love. And if doing things alone feels very uncomfortable for you, I highly suggest starting. There's a great episode. Well, I don't know if great is the right word, but there's an episode of Sex in the City where <laughs> All great. however you feel about Sex in the City, where like the big thing was her with Carrie Bradshaw going and having like dinner alone, no book. No phone, no headphones, like no, like no walk. Is it a Walkman or a CD player at that point? I don't know. Whenever this that episode was was shot, but she was totally alone. And and if dinner is like too big a step, because that is a big step, we have to acknowledge like dinner alone with no like helpful aids to be like I'm not really alone. I have a book is a huge thing to do. Like, start with a cup of coffee or start with a walk in the park or start with something that, like, you can get comfortable just, like, being by yourself. It doesn't have to go... You don't have to necessarily start with going into a group of people who might already have someone. Start with just getting comfortable being alone and then take that step Mm -hmm. into going into a class or an exhibit or a new opportunity to learn and grow, but you're, you're doing it solo, and that's okay. Yeah. And when it comes to other opportunities, like say there's a situation where someone from work is like, hey, do you want to go to this young professionals group? Have you been in that situation where there have been good encounters or do you have tips on how to handle those situations for our queens? Yeah. I mean, if somebody asks you to do something and you've literally got nothing on the calendar, you should just freaking go. I mean... Go against your judgment to hit the couch. I have a great recipe for buttered Cheerios that, like, I kind of go back to on nights when I'm in. (laughs) But for a long time, like, you know, before that became my favorite thing to do, if someone asks if you're available to do something and you, and again, if you have nothing going on, say yes, because it took a lot for them to probably ask you to go out. And by if for no other reason, once you get there, they might know other people who are there that they can either introduce you to or acquaintances or working on your like conversation skills. And that can be like a whole nother episode in of itself of mm-hmm. how to like communicate and actively listen during a conversation. Um, but yeah, I'd say go just freaking go. Yeah. And I, I found myself in a lot of scenarios where Um, in the early days of having no friends and wanting to find friends, a lot of people were like, let's go to this event. Would you, and people that you wouldn't necessarily find yourself spending evening time with, um, whether that's coworkers or other, maybe even people who are like 20 years older than you, but you have, you're in the same work industry and there's some event that's happening that's related. Again, thinking about your interests and 
a tip when you're in that situation, um, thinking about you know a networking event or a community event related to your work industry, instead of just going with that with one individual, maybe find another person in your office or ask them if they have a friend who would be interested in going because attending those events with a trio is so much more effective because if you're in the hot pursuit of ding, 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 making new friends, <laughs> um, you're, you know that you're going to be walking away from this individual who invited you and you don't want to leave them high and dry and alone. Right. And so if you have two people that you're going with in addition to yourself, if you walk away to have a conversation with another individual, those two people still have themselves, like they can talk to each other and then you can come back to that. And so it's like a little bit more of a safe environment and a more uncomfortable uh, more comfortable way for you to to chat with people and kind of explore. And then, it, you know, like, hey, if anything, I got to hang out with this trio of, like, our little work trio and get to know those people Better. a little bit more as well. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and I think, you know, you can go from, I always sometimes will, you, you reference people as, like, this is my gym friend or this is, like, my hangout friend or this is my club friend or this is my work friend. You can then eventually get to the point, you know, if you have a great connection, that work friend or gym friend becomes like a friend and just a friend. So thinking of them as a friend instead of putting like the caveat of where you met that person might also get you out of the mindset of like, this is just a temporary thing. Like, this is just for this part of my life. Like, it can expand so much more than that. And, and, you know, our minds are a powerful thing. And if you get in the right mindset when you're doing new things, there is just so much more opportunity available. And if you are a friend who works from home and doesn't necessarily have like a ton of people around you when you're in your work environment, it's definitely that moment where, like we said about different clubs or organizations or things like that, like you might have to work a little harder to find those people, but like leaning on your interests is just something that works really well for that. So um, one of the other things that came up, uh, again, from Man Repeller, which I just freaking love them, but they started finding out that people were meeting in their chat room. So every article that they were posting, um, they had a ton of comments, like tons of comments. And, you know, they always say never read the comments. You should read the comments because if you have like if you're commenting on an article that one of your favorite blog posted, like you you got something out of it. The other people that are commenting on that article by nature of you both taking the time to do that, you instantly have something in common, both between the fact that you both read the same blog and that you both had a very strong reaction to the article that you just read. And what they were seeing, and they actually wrote an article about this specifically, is that people were like, I live in New York. Do you live in New York? I live in Australia. Do you live in Australia? And there were these like mini networking slash like friend groups that were forming in their chat room, like they would then take the conversation offline that started within like the comment section of an article. And I just thought that that was so rad. So again, for the people that aren't like the extrovert or they're finding like a soft way to like get to know people, if you're a really big advocate for a blog or an organization or something like that, that has a place where you can connect via like newsletter or, or comment section like check out those spaces and that's a great way to start the conversation online and then if you're ready take it offline yeah and from a trend perspective 
thinking about 2018 as a whole, I read uh, an article and I've kind of been feeling like this is something that's been coming up more and more often, just in exposure to our own, the things that we care about, um, is that people, brands are actively building their own communities and thinking about how their brand relates to building a relationship with other individuals and the relationships that can form from that. So whether it's like what you're saying with Man Repeller and their own community groups, they're now hosting their own offline parties and events and brands are doing that as ways to engage with their most active community members. And I find that to be such an interesting and empowering way to use what you do as a as an organization or the business that you're the things that you care about um, and actively going forth and finding new ways to meet people through the platforms that you pay the most attention to. Because like, I know from the like podcasts that I love listening to, I've started following them on Instagram and like they host their own meetups and things like that. It's just those are perfect ways for you to say, oh, hey, I I want to get involved. Yeah. And like to meet people that obviously have very strong of the same interests that you do. And I and I will say, like, if you are one of those more extroverted people and you see someone hanging out by themselves or you, you can almost tell sometimes the people that it took a lot for them to get there, just go over and introduce yourself and say hello. Like, that can make a world of difference for some people. And if you are a little bit more quiet, like and you want to get there right when the program starts, like that's okay too. And and like sit next to someone and introduce yourself. Like even if you're flying in literally as the presenter is getting up on stage, if the room is packed, you're going to have to sit next to someone. So just finding a seat and just saying like, hey, I'm so-and-so. That the, Again, baby steps. Like just doing that is a huge accomplishment for, for some folks. And I think that is a great way to just get comfortable saying something. Yeah. And that matters. And I think to that point, setting a goal for yourself, hey, I want to meet this one new person at this event. And then you can leave. Like if you, because I'll vouch, I am definitely of the more introverted variety. Sometimes social situations are like way too mentally exhausting for me. And so I'll walk in, but I know, like I actually really love talking to people and learning about people. So I try to focus in on like, okay, how is this a manageable thing and not overwhelming for me? And so if you plan ahead and, or at least like take a peek at who's going to be on the guest list or, um, you know, who's going to attend this event with you, uh, find a way to say hello to someone and then you check that off your list and you're like, I can stay if I'm having a great time or like I checked it off my list and I can go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's always a way to at least begin the process. And that is that is good. And that is okay. Start from scratch. So what I I'm curious from your perspective, what types of friendships, because you mentioned earlier the dynamic of people being your happy hour friend, your gym friend, what what's the scenario that you find yourself in or that people might be in in this new adult life as it relates to friendships? Well, I'm so glad that you asked that because I found another great article from Man Repeller. <laughs> Apparently, Sydney only reads one platform. I, I know this is... 
I probably shouldn't say it, but Man Repeller is a great read. And the way that they've expanded in over the years that they've been in existence since I think like early 2010s, um, maybe seven years-ish, they've been around. Um, they've really expanded their 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 the way that they report on things. And it's very um, relatable, in my opinion, to what I'm personally going through or what I might need, just like someone else who's on my team about stuff. So yes, this is another article from Man Repeller. And it is called The Eight uh, Types of Friends You Have in Your 20s. And I was like, that's weird. I'm in my 20s. And I wonder if I have all these types of friends. So you know, one of them that they reference is definitely the work, the work friend, um, who a lot of times in my experience has become the friend. And again, like taking the labels off things. Um, but I think it's also good to acknowledge when like you have a go-to friend to like go see a musical with, or you have a go-to friend who like likes sports a lot. And you're like, Hey, no one else in my friend group is like down for a basketball game. Let me ask this person. And, and it's kind of like an unspoken thing between you where you like, you recognize that you're not calling each other to like go to dinner, but you always call each other to go to the game or you always, always call each other to like go see that musical performance. And I think that that's a, that's an okay, thing to acknowledge. I think sometimes, you know, as much as we want to, I know like taking the label off things is really important, but also acknowledging that it doesn't have to be everything. Like that person doesn't have to be everything to you and they can grow to be that, but it doesn't have to be like, they, they want to do that thing. So maybe they'll want to do everything, but like, you know, it's almost this unspoken vibe. Yeah. I think your point is accurate where it is one of those situations where this is how it's going to start is it's going to be niche friendships that are related to one specific activity or one thing and being okay with that because we're not in the schoolyard anymore and we're not like all coloring and all going to recess and eating at the same cafeteria every time it's like you can you everybody has different interests and so make friends based on those interests and chat with them and listen to them and yeah, you're not just running into a ton of people all the time anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> as much tell, as I would love that. <laughs> tell me more about these other types. I'm so curious. Yeah, so one of the other ones that stuck out to me was the fun friend who always gets you off the couch or at least tries to. That person is so important, and that goes all the way back to the beginning of our conversation about the friend that brought us together mm-hmm. because she was that person, and that person is so important. And either you, you can either be that person to someone and just recognize that someone you know needs to get out of out of their funk or out of their house more than they are and and at least putting like the line out there to pull them out of that place is really important but also like we've all had a friend like that that you know they're they what they did was get you out of your home <laughs> yes at the end of the day i was gonna say comfort zone but like it's more than that they literally like at the baseline they're literally just getting you out of your house yeah. and that person continues to be Really important. Um, We talked about this a little bit before, but the friend you pick up hobbies with, like the person that is your go-to for your sculpture class or your painting class. I took a writing class when I was like somewhat friendless um, a number of years ago. Well, maybe not a number. I like to think it was forever ago, but it really wasn't. It was probably like right around when I graduated from college and moved home. And I took um, a writing class at this local um, nonprofit that it, it runs classes throughout the year. And while I didn't necessarily like walk away with a best friend, whenever I see the people that were in that class, you instantly are like, hey, how was it? Like, and you genuinely care how they're doing because you spent like, 
two or three months with them every single week. And this was a creative writing class. So let me just tell you, when you take a creative writing class, they really ask you to dive in deep (laughs) and talk about like some things that you might not talk about really with strangers. But it was a great experience to get comfortable. And honestly, like I will share just a tooch little tidbit that at one point they were like, what's the thing you look forward to most in your day? And this is again when I was like fairly friendless. And I literally was like, I look forward to the fact that the my barista at my coffee place knows my name and gives me the same order every day. <laughs> and that like was a realization that maybe I should be putting myself out there a little bit more. But also, like, that was a real moment that other strangers heard and by nature of being honest really helped you connect with the people around you. I want to hit it a couple things that you said there, one of which is genuinely care about the people that you're interacting with. Listen to what they're saying. Ask them questions when you're in this process of trying to make new friends. That's so important. And then secondarily, the whole process of like, okay, how how am I going to follow through on this? Am I seeing this person? Am I following up? And then being vulnerable is really important too. I think a lot of people think that making friendships is all fun and games and it's just like I need to just be fun and like like enjoy the time. It's like no, sometimes the way that you actually connect with someone in in a real real way is to open up some some Pandora box type moments for your inner soul and sharing mm-hmm. that with another individual because then you can get to the nitty gritty and not just small talk all the time. Yeah. And they can see more about you. And I think that that only like breeds more opportunities to get to know someone because they've they've shared. And that's a that's a hard thing to do, but a a necessary thing to do. So I totally agree with that. Um, A couple of the other ones that I just thought were really funny or one of the other ones I thought was really funny was the social media friend you've never actually met (gasps) face to face. And I'm like, can all of the people I follow, like blog wise, who are probably famous, be that person, (laughs) even though they've never responded to my comments? (laughs) But that's a real one for a lot of people, especially right now with social media being such of the thing that it is. But sometimes like the person that like always likes your stuff and or like always comments like great job way to go yada yada you're like are we friends we must be because we support each other we do all the things that friends do but i've never actually met that person and so i thought that one was really good i love the moments when you do get to meet that person in real Mm. life um this actually happened to me the other day at the coffee shop no barista was like so i kind of found you on instagram and I was like, oh Did my you start God. sweating? I would have started sweating. No, I was like, we started chatting. And it was like, it was one of those things where like you take that opportunity to be like, hi, this is me in real life. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And then we've had other friends who are bloggers and do a bunch of really cool, fun stuff. And like you kind of find them and follow them on the internet. Um, one of them being, I feel like this is a mutual moment. So I want to share it because um, Sydney and I met. Lynn from Sriracha Says, which is a local food and drink blog. And we were both like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited to meet you. And then since that moment where we met at an event, it was like, I just wanted to come up and say hello because, you know, we follow your stuff and we've chatted before. And I just wanted to, like, let you know who I am. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like just the introduction, like what we've talked about, like just getting the introduction done. But it started It started online and And, it started in social media. And that's, I think, one of the things that's happening a lot more today is that there are groups out there that you can, whether it's um, local 
internet organizations or like Lady Power Instagram accounts mm-hmm. and the events that they're hosting or opportunities to connect with those people. That's so cool. And then to have like your Time Hop app come up and be like, oh my gosh, our first Twitter conversation. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> and we're best friends now. Actually, that's another Mad Repeller article, if you can believe it, where the author actually talks about how she was in a really not great place and somebody reached out and they, they I think, on their Twitter profiles had like what they do for work and, and things like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, as an aside to that and in addition to the social media friend, um, if you are actively looking to connect with people, don't be like so in the dark on your social media profiles like put what you do and and like what your likes are thinking things like that like not like super dating profile vibe but if you want to share where you work or just what you do that makes it so someone who's like kind of perusing trying to either meet people or network or anything they're like oh this person is is open and ready to be communicated with but if you're super in the dark and and if that's your preference then stay that way but if you're trying to meet people like open yourself up to the opportunity to be to be met um and that was what this this one author did is someone reached out to her and she was like ah ah, I don't know like this feels very weird and now from what the article said it she was like we actually really connected and it was a great we had coffee and coffee moved to a drink and drink moved to a dinner and it all started from someone being a little bit bold on social media and just saying like hey I I, it looks like we'd have some things to talk about like would you want to get together I love that and to have a moment where you're saying to yourself, this feels weird. I connected with this person, but maybe they hate me. Um, shedding that fear a little bit and just kind of moving past that moment of nothing will come of this. And trudging forward and saying, hey, no, we mm-hmm. connected. Hey, it was great to chat with you. Let's meet up again. Yeah. So, again, the, the tip of... You may have to push a little bit harder to get something going, but the point is people love to be acknowledged. And so depending on which person you are in that situation, always follow through. Yeah, always follow through. And I think, you know, as we've said, we will share all of this in our show notes, but we really want to hear from you. If you're a super extrovert and you found a way that really works for you, if you're introverted and you found a way that works for you, or you're still looking for more information on how to do this best better, Um, you're always welcome to connect with us on social media um, but we really want to hear from you all and and what's working and and what's not yeah give us the lowdown and we're excited to hear from you guys as always as always shall we break let's break feeling like a queen yet find us at queen speaking on twitter facebook youtube and instagram and tell us all about it see you next week 